Welcome to another episode of the Head of Nations podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and this is your host, Ben. So, Ben, tell us what's new in your nations this week. Um, Actually, a couple weeks ago, I was able to, um, and I didn't say this on the last show, I, I, I forgot to mention it, uh, was able to, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, but uh, uh, officiate or speak okay. at a at a funeral of uh, of my my wife's grandmother, so the great grandmother of my of my children. And uh, to be honest, I really wasn't looking forward to that, Brian. But it was uh, it turned out to be it was something I said yes to about ten years ago when when Phyllis Philly asked me to uh, to do this for her. <laughs> And she lived to you know, to be uh, ninety nine years old, and uh, just an amazing woman. And and it, and I said, you know, when she asked me, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But um, didn't really prepare until uh, until it happened. Um, and uh, she's a very strong woman, but but it happened just uh, uh, just recently, and I, and I was able to do it. And it was one of those things where it's like you you don't you don't want to do it, but you know you you need to do this. And I was so blessed at the experience, and I just thought, you know, you know, I, I I just thought, thank you, Philly, for for allowing me to do this and for giving me the honor of honoring her. And it was just uh, something I I I never really thought that I would do. Um, I don't know why I never thought because you don't think much about death, so you never really think like you're you're going to do something like that. But but I. But I did it, and um, and was very blessed by it. So, so just thankful for that. So that's what's new with me, Brian. That's a really cool opportunity to have. I feel like to memorialize someone, and I feel like the fact that she trusted you to do that, yeah, really yeah. speaks volumes. So, me this week, the bluegrass concert is finally over. So we had talked a while, like I think a couple weeks ago, I was preparing for a bluegrass concert that was coming up. A friend of mine asked me to be part of the black diamond ramblers bluegrass band and wow. he had me come in as a bassist and i'd never played bass before i'd played guitar and so i picked up bass and did the best i could and i feel like it went well you know i, I feel like as far as it goes i wasn't detracting from the show too much you know and i sang some backup vocals but i'm i'm glad it's over uh, i really enjoyed it I had a ton of fun it was cool it was a community concert we had a, a pretty good turnout as far as turnouts go, like we had about 125 people show up at the concert and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a good time and it was great to play some music connect. And we had an opportunity to present the gospel through a last couple songs that we sang hmm. and yes, yeah, so that was good. So I'm kind of resting from that now and relaxing from that. And then just getting back into projects around the property before summer's over. Hmm. So why don't we go ahead and get into the passage of the week and this is Proverbs chapter 19, verse 25. So I'll give you a second to flip or open to wherever you're flipping or opening to. This is Proverbs chapter 19, verse 25. I actually chose this because I've been going through Proverbs with my children at devotions. And in our evening devotions, I usually read through a book or I read through Proverbs or Psalms. And right now we're going through different Proverbs. And this one came up and it says, flog a mocker. And the simple will learn prudence. All right, so I'm going to repeat that. Flog a mocker, and the simple will learn prudence. Rebuke a discerning man, and he will gain knowledge. So I really like this verse because if you look at that, the the mocker, he doesn't learn prudence from his flogging. Okay, the simple 
learn prudence by seeing the mocker being flogged. They watch it like, oh, well, that happened to that guy. I don't want that to happen to me, right? But the discerning man, the wise man, if you rebuke him, he himself is going to gain knowledge. So there's this difference, it seems like to me, between those who are simple, those who would be the mocker, and those who would be the discerning. And the difference is who learns what from whom. And so I think that's really powerful because I don't want to be the mocker that learns nothing from my beating. And it's okay to be the simple man, if that's where you're at, that learns from someone else's beating. But if someone comes to you, I think this is the hardest thing. When someone comes to you personally and points something out that you're not squared away in, maybe you're not doing right, to not take offense at that, but to learn from it. And that's the discerning man. So I wanted to hear what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, I I think that um, that we all want to be that wise man who who learns from reproof. But man, does reproof stink sometimes? It really hurts. It hurts like a like a strike in the face. And so I guess if we if we if if i mean if we ignore reproof or if we it it shows i guess who we really are if we hear um the 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 voice of wisdom who is you know, who's correcting us then you know that that exposes who we truly are um or if we're, if we're if we're sh- you know hopefully we're not scoffers but um if we if we see someone struck for their uh, f- for their disrespect, <laughs> or if we see that you know the the logical consequences of their of their disrespect, and we don't learn from it, it's you know we might be in that same find ourselves in the same boat. But but if we are are those who are who you know who are observant and who are thoughtful, um, who actually care about about being wise and making good decisions. Then I think that'll be that'll be exposed whenever we see people being reproved and whenever we experience um, being reproved. Yeah, I agree, and I think it's a good time if we're reproved to self-reflect and say, "Where am I at here?" Oh yeah. That way, because the goal is to be wise and to be discerning. We never really want to be unwise, but we could, you know, go down that rabbit trail. We also don't want to be wise in our own eyes either, which is mm-hmm. a folly. But yeah, I think it's really important just to take time whenever we're corrected to self-reflect and be introspective and try to, I think that's the point of this proverb is for you to ask, which one am I? Mm. All right. Well, why don't we get into the topic for this week? And the topic for this week is earn your rest. So this is something that I think about from time to time, the concept of rest. And I don't know about you, but I think I struggle with actually taking time to rest. So it's really important to have rest in your life. I know you lift, I lift, and rest from lifting is extremely important because that's when your muscles actually repair and grow. And I I think about this because I train jujitsu as well, and there are guys at the gym that go seven days a week or they'll go six days a week, twice a day, or they'll have these crazy schedules and they never rest. And these are the guys that are always banged up. These are the guys that are always taping all of their joints. 
They've got a knee brace on. They're taping their ankle. They're taping their fingers. And I look at these guys and I think to myself, it's great that they're getting after it, but they're not taking time to rest. And that's actually detracting from their experience. So there was a famous Olympic runner and his name is escaping me right now. And maybe you'll be able to pull it out of your head there. You might have it somewhere in there, but he has a quote, any idiot can train himself into the ground. Is his quote, right? And his point is, you can be a low-level runner and destroy your body training it, but a true athlete trains precisely, right? So his point is, make sure you take time to rest. Don't train yourself into the ground because you'll ruin yourself. So this is something where I see as a balance issue, and I want to read two proverbs to talk about this to kind of get the conversation started. So the first is in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 13. And Proverbs 20:13 says, Do not love sleep, or you will grow poor. Stay awake, and you will have food to spare. So this is speaking out against being slothful or being the sluggard, as Proverbs calls it. But then we can turn to Proverbs chapter 15. And Proverbs chapter 15, verses 16 and 17. I want to read both. They say, Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Verse 17 says, Better a meal of vegetables where there is love than a fattened calf with hatred. So I'm not a big vegetable guy. So I hear that verse and I hear better a meal with vegetables. I'm like, yuck, right? I want that fattened calf. But the point is, on one hand, if you rest too much, you'll be poor. On the other hand, if you're too busy and never take time to rest, you're going to have strife in your house. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on this, about this concept of balance with rest. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm, I want to say I'm good at, at finding time to rest, though I tend to, I tend to like push myself i could do a little bit more i could do a little bit more and then i end up snapping because i'm exhausted <laughs> you know and you're like oh dad needs to lay down you know <laughs> or something like because i because i i just i go 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 and i think i can do more than than i ought to without just like taking a break a break or it's taking a step back um and that's i don't know why i'm like that like i i never really thought like oh you know why aren't why aren't you good at that? Just like, just knowing your limits, you know? Um, I feel like that's something that I should, that I, sh that I should know by now. At least I'm old enough that I feel like I should know that by now. <laughs> yeah, I find that too. First of all, I want to address, I don't know if you can hear the kids in the background. We have someone sleeping over with the kids tonight, like a friend sleeping over and they're getting really loud. So it might be cutting through. So, you know, listeners, if you hear that, apologies, but this is like literally the only time this week we could find to record. So it's just going to have to be what it is. Um, but yeah, I find that too. I think there's something, I don't know if it's just within a man, right? To push ourselves to the limit and beyond. Like I find that in my workout sometimes where I'm like, oh, you, you got 10, why not 11? Then I get mm -hmm. 11, like why not 12? So uh, my daughter and I actually got into... Uh, a plank competition. It was a competition. There were like four people involved. So one of the people, by the way, is a listener that came over to visit. So shout out to them. I don't know if they want to be on the air or not. So I don't want to say their name, but uh, <laughs> so 
And my daughter and I, we were going after it. We were, we almost hit seven minutes. We had to call a truce on this plank because I'm just like, no, she's not going to win. I can go 30 seconds more. And like my body's shaking. I'm like, I'm going, I can go for further. I'm going to push myself. I'm going to push myself, but I don't just do that with athletic endeavors. By the way, I was really proud of my daughter because like she was talking trash to me and I was talking trash back to her. I'm like, oh man, I was expecting her to break and she didn't. But yeah, we're like with my schedule, I always think I can fit one more thing in. I can fit just one more thing in. What's what's one more thing, right? But when I push myself too far, I find I don't have that joy in life that God expects us to have, right? We're supposed to joyfully serve and life isn't always going to be joyful service, but we're supposed to find joy in what we do in serving others and serving the Lord. And if we're too busy and don't rest, we're not fulfilling God's purpose. And so I want to get to that now in Genesis chapter two. So this to me, I think shows the importance of rest. I'm going to have two verses on this, but this shows the importance of rest from a biblical and a spiritual aspect because rest isn't just physical. It's not just supposed to be physical. It's not just intellectual. Rest is a spiritual act if it's done correctly, right? So Genesis chapter two, verse one says, thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. Verse two says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work and God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So God completed the work. So first of all, this is where I want to get to with earning one's rest. God did the job. God completed the task that he had intended to complete. And then he rested from that task. And in doing so, he set the pattern for us, right? He blessed that day. He made that day holy. And we, if you look at Exodus, which is the next passage in Exodus 20, I'm not going to read the passage, but in Exodus 20, we're commanded. It's one of the 10 commandments to rest on the Sabbath and not work, but to keep it holy as a day of rest to the Lord. That's what the verse says, a day of rest to the Lord. So God made a Sabbath day for us to rest, but he himself rested. And that's why it's holy. God completed the work and then he rested. And that's the pattern I see here. And that's why I titled the episode, Earn Your Rest. The concept is you complete the task that is appointed and then you rest. And also the pattern that I see is frequent rest, right? There are seven days in the week. That's how God made the world. And one of those days is set aside to be completely restful. So my kids have been reading the Little House on the Prairie book series. And the grandpa is mentioned in the book. And when the grandpa was a boy, they literally did this. You were to rest and you were to do nothing on the Sabbath day as they saw it, but sit, read the Bible, or think. That was your rest. You weren't supposed to cook. You weren't supposed to whatever it was that you were doing, weren't supposed to work. Anything that was work outside of the necessary work on the farm, which they did, right? That was it. You 
literally did nothing else unless it was to the Lord, which I find intriguing. But the concept was it was actual rest. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on this concept of rest as God created rest and rest being a spiritual thing, not just a physical or intellectual thing. Yeah, when I think of 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 real rest, like the best rest that that I get, it's usually after I do do some hard work. So whether it's it's manual labor or it's which you know, which is the, I mean that I, I do less now than I used to. Um, or if it's if it's work that you know the the work that I'm that I'm called to do, uh, you know, for school or for ministry, whenever I do something and and work hard at it, and then I complete that thing, it could be something that oh, the best rest that that I that I get is after completing a thing that that I was anticipating, that I was actually nervous to do, but I worked hard and was able to, to accomplish the thing. Um, but you know, the thing that, that you have to do that has that, a little bit of anxiety associated with it, a little excitement and anticipation, the thing that you were thinking about for, uh, for maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months and, and you finally do it. And then after you do it, you finally breathe and it's your mind is finally at peace. Oh, I did it and I accomplished it. And it is done and finished. That's the best. Usually that night is like the best sleep that you'll get. <laughs> that's like the best type of rest. And that's what I think of when I think of, of Sabbath rest. And when I think of you know, when, when God had completed his rest at creation, it was finished and done. I think of that whenever Jesus accomplishes his work on the cross, it's done. It's finally done. You know, th- that's the type of rest. But I think of biblical rest, Sabbath rest, I think of union. I think of God one with with Adam and Eve. I think of Christ when he accomplished his work. He's one with his bride again. You know, he's, I mean, the union is associated with rest. And so when Christians, when we finish a job, I think we ought to, we ought to be reminded of, of biblical rest and what, what that means for us. You know, we will experience rest one day full rest which means i believe what be able to you know to breathe and to take in the fullness of the joy of the union that we have with our maker yeah i agree and i I think that's a really solid perspective spiritually and practically like I, i don't know if you've ever thought about this but practically speaking some of the times i've felt the worst in life is when I've taken rest I didn't earn. So we would call that laziness or slothfulness. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever had a day where you literally just, it doesn't happen often for me anymore, by the way, but a day where you literally had nothing to do and you just sit there and you twiddle your thumbs and the clock is ticking slower than normal. It seems like, right? It's that time is relative thing. Uh, but you're looking at it and the clock is just moving so slowly and you're bored out of your mind. And at the end of the day, you think to yourself, I am really tired. Well, why are you tired? Right? Because you've done literally nothing. You shouldn't feel tired, but there's something that's almost draining about doing nothing where you've taken rest you didn't earn. And therefore you feel less rested than if you had taken rest that you earned. So those, those rest times between sets when I'm lifting, they feel really great. Or when I'm done lifting 
and I get to rest from my lift for the day, that feels awesome. Or like you had stated, you take on a task that is difficult or challenging and you complete it and then you rest from that or you rest from a hard day's work, whether it's manual labor or intellectual labor, any kind of labor, when you've challenged yourself and you've actually done hard work and then you rest, that rest is actually restful. It's rejuvenating. It's recharging. Whereas rest that you didn't earn, it's almost as if it's not credited to you as rest. Your body rejects it. Your mind rejects it. Possibly, I mean, I look at most things these days as spiritual issues, possibly even spiritually it's rejected. It's like, that's not rest. You didn't earn this. You can't rest now. You're being lazy. So therefore you won't feel rested. So I see that really in a practical way of earn your rest and your rest will feel great. But if you're taking rest that you haven't earned, you're not bringing glory to God, right? You're not producing good quality things. You're not working as unto the Lord. So you shouldn't be resting. But on the other hand, if all you're doing is work, 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 and never resting, you're also not bringing glory to God because you're not fulfilling his mandate to rest, whatever that looks like now, because you know there's the whole Hebrews alluding to Christ as our Sabbath rest, which he is right? But I don't want to get into the, should you take a Sabbath day's rest debate, but we are called to rest. And ultimately what that rest looks like, if you look at Hebrews chapter four, is that rest looks like being in Christ. That is what our ultimate rest is, is being in Christ. But if we're looking at rest holistically, we're called to earn our rest and work and then rest. There are six days of work mandated in the Bible, right? Man was made to work, but this is just a side note. This is my side rant. I used to think back in the day when I was a young, starry-eyed college kid that work was something that we weren't supposed to do. We we're just supposed to be in the garden and just kind of laze around and fruit would fall into our mouths or whatever. And then I actually read Genesis 2, where it says that God put man in the garden to work it. And I was like, oh, So work is purposeful. We're supposed to be working even pre-fall. Work isn't part of the fall. Work was pre-fall. So there's that you're supposed to work and earn your rest. So Mm. I wanted to know if there was a time, like a specific time that jumps out at you where that rest that you had earned was particularly sweet, where you'd done a task, whatever that challenging task was, you'd done a task and you look back on that time of rest as extremely fulfilling. I can think of one. I I was asked to officiate a wedding and I'd never I had never really done it before. And I remember well, I did it once before, but it was for my brother. But this one was for um was was for a a, a former former students of mine. So it was a very special occasion. And I was so nervous. I, I was like really anticipating it and they asked me a year out and so there wasn't oh, wow. like so yeah there wasn't a, a you know a chance for me to be like ah no you know <laughs> like, I, i'm busy that day it's like, uh, but uh yeah it was just something you can't you just can't say no to those things and you just say you know yes i'll do it but it was something that i was anticipating for a year and i'm like watching the days you know it's getting closer and closer and i'm doing counseling and 
you know, we're, we're kind of like we're working and moving toward the day. And I did when I did it, it was kind of like, it was surreal. It was kind of this like out of body experience. I had been writing the sermon for, you know, and just, and, and really sharpening it and, and, and perfecting it. And so it was exactly what I, you know, and I did it prayerfully. It was exactly what, what I believe needed to be said. The gospel was in it and it was, I was blessed by it, but man, did I anticipate it. But when it was over, I remember eating, we were at the wedding and I was eating eating the meal, the dinner after the wedding, and just being, this food is awesome. And these people are amazing. <laughs> you know, just being like, yeah. this is, wow. You know, like, this is real rest from my labors. <laughs> That's the thing that keeps coming to my mind when we're talking about this, because it was something that, yeah, I was working on it, a, a, like, a lot. Like, more than maybe maybe I ought to have been working on it and thinking about it constantly. But I think, you know, I think of that, of those types of things. And I think if, and, and I did, I sought rest in, in the midst of this, but I, but I do believe if I let that get to me and it became this like idol in my life that I don't know if I could have rested. You know, I think of, I think of, you know, of work in that, in that way, if you don't rest from your work, if work is on your mind all the time, I feel like that's going to affect your real your physical ability to actually sleep. Mm-hmm. But then I think of, you know, like you said, I think of if, but if we rested all the time, I think, I, you know, I think that there's, there's something to that as well, that if you rested all the time, you didn't have any real work or activity that affects your sleep and rest. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. That like I, I've heard of people, you know, having insomnia and it's like, well, what was, what's the remedy? Well, w- working out helps, you know, <laughs> being active helps like, you know, doing something, that's that's challenging and i think that's that's what work is for us we're actually able to rest because of work but if if either become ultimate i think that that rest will elude us yeah absolutely and uh i wanted to share two stories about rest one is actually bad it's negative from my college days all right so i was pretty lazy like i didn't even realize i was lazy when i was in college i i thought i was kind of a go-getter but I really wasn't because I was comparing myself to the kids that were playing video games all day and weren't going to class. And I was at least going to most of my classes and doing my homework. And so I was like, yeah, I'm killing it. Right. Well, I sometimes wouldn't get out of bed. Like this is disgusting to me now. I think about this. So one time I, it was, I think it was like 1130 AM. This makes me want to vomit telling you this story. All right. <laughs> so it was like 1130 AM. And everyone else had been up since like 930, which is disgustingly late already. <laughs> it was like 1130. It was almost noon. And so they're coming into my room. And they're like, okay, Brian, you need to stay in bed all day. Just don't get out of bed. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like rest all day. I'm going to stay in bed. It'll be great. And so I laid in bed and I don't know if this is to my shame or to my credit. I made it till 1 p.m. Okay. <laughs> I laid in bed and I just... Something within me, I just felt revolting. Like I felt disgusting. Mm. I I felt nasty, not just physically. Like I just like I I felt this disgusting feeling in my soul. It was probably a conscious conscience pang, mm. where like my conscience was saying, "You are sinning," and I just felt so gross. I had to get out of bed, but I rested, and I definitely didn't earn that rest. And it was just a gross feeling and it made me feel bad about myself almost in my soul 
Mm. Now, I want to contrast that with the time I think of when I think of rewarding rest. So last year we got goats and I had to build a goat barn. And so I like to play architect. So I, I did this mishmash of plans that I'd sourced online and I made what I call the goat boat. <laughs> it is a mobile goat barn. It's on two skis that you can tow behind a truck. All right. So I make this mobile goat boat and I'm working every day on this goat boat and I just, my son and I are out there and it's 90 some degrees and I'm putting blood literally like I bleed on every job I do. I just, you know, do something dumb and slip with the drill and cut myself or whatever. So I'm putting blood and sweat into this and we have to get this goat boat done before we pick the goats up, but we're leaving for vacation like a week and a half before we pick the goats up and we're getting the goats the day we come back. And so it, I have a really crunched timeline. I'm just hustling, hustling, hustling. And I'm working like 12 hour days, 14 hour days on this goat boat. And I get the goat boat done. And this is when I don't, I don't feel good yet. My father-in-law brings his truck up and hitches up to the goat skis. And everyone doubts the goat boat. They're like, this is not going to work. This is the dumbest idea ever. It's not going to move. And my father-in-law starts pulling on the tow rope with his truck. And I'm looking at the goat boat like this had better work. <laughs> and it starts to move. And in that moment, it was completed and it was moving to where it needed to go on those goat skis. And I just felt a great sense of accomplishment. And I felt like I could rest. And that rest for the next day or two after completing the goat boat, it was some of the sweetest rest I've had in my life because <laughs> that was for me, that was stressful because it's not just I've got the kids counting on me because we can't pick the goats up unless it's done, right? I've got the animals counting on me to give them shelter. And then there's a little bit of ego mm. on the line where my name, like I take great pride in my work and I, I try to do excellent work. And I put my name on this as this goat boat is my goat boat and it's going to move. And so the fact that it worked and it was done, I felt a great sense of rest and peace. And I don't feel like I felt rest like that for quite a while. Have I shown you a picture of the goat boat? Dude, no, but I need to show you the goat boat. Yeah, that's uh, I, I, I'm still kind of confused at, at what even it is. That it sounds so amazing. It's a barn. You can't take it on water, though. No, well, I mean, it's it probably would sink, but if it, you're going fast enough, it might not. I like that idea. It's got <laughs> <skis>. <laughs> so it's basically a barn, like a miniature barn. It's a nine by five mini barn on two two by ten skis. So it'll, that, that thing will boogie across the yard. You tow that thing, it's going to go. And so you want to move the goat pen in because case, they, they eat grass. Yeah, the and so you was, need greener pastures, right? Exactly. Can, greener pastures. Push yeah. it to, I, that makes sense. Yeah. I haven't moved it since. But <laughs> in theory, if I wanted to, you could. I, I just haven't wanted to take down the fence. The fence would take a day to take down and a day to put up. So yeah. 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 Wow. That, could if I wanted to. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. So I think the important thing here is this concept of balance. And really, when I look at life in general, I think life is about balance. And that's the same with rest and work. And I think it's really in all aspects of life, no matter what the aspect is, life is about balance. So when I look at this trend here, we could work 18 hour days and never see our families. And we would not be fulfilling the mandate of God to raise our families up in his counsel and in his ways. Or we could not be working 
And we would be violating several principles. Like if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. Hmm. Or I think it's in Thessalonians that tells us to live a quiet life and work Mm -hmm. with our hands. So we wouldn't be fulfilling those mandates as well. But the principle here, I think, is we shouldn't err toward laziness. And we shouldn't err toward overworking. We should work and earn our rest. But I think it's something that we need to be frequently checking ourselves on. Am I resting too much and being lazy? Am am I literally wasting time that God has given me on this earth? And I think the reason we have time on this earth, number one, is to enjoy. And I'm not saying this in priorities, by the way. I'm just giving, I'm saying one because it came out first. Number one is to enjoy the life God has given us. Ecclesiastes tells us that. But also, I think it's important that we're doing work for the kingdom. And so if we're not working, we're not doing work for the kingdom. But if all we're doing is working, we're not resting to his glory, which is an important aspect as well. So to me, this is about balance. And that's why I think Proverbs mentions these things here together because Proverbs is wisdom literature. And how do you know if you're resting enough or too much? How do you know if you've earned your rest? Well, that's where wisdom comes into play. And what does James tell us about wisdom? I bet you know, Ben. Dude, I memorized James 1, but you you really just put me on the spot there. Oh, I should have primed you for this one. So <laughs> if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Yes. <laughs> Gives generously yes. to all without reproach. It'll be given him. Oh. I knew you knew it. <laughs> I knew I at least knew the first half for sure. Yeah. And so I was like, I bet Ben's got the second half. See, that's teamwork right there. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. So <laughs> I said the first part and rested. Right. And you said the second part, and then we completed the verse. Just so is it time for us to rest then? <laughs> <laughs> I do think though, yeah, I when I think balance is it. I think it we are we are absolutely meant to work and absolutely meant to rest. And when those things are out of whack, I think you you got it right. I think it, it disturbs your soul. It really does. I, I was thinking of this the other day. And I had, we had one of those days just on Saturday where we didn't order and structure our day. And, and I'll take, I take full responsibility for that. It was, um, it was Friday evening and my wife was like, Hey, we don't have, this is like the only weekend. We don't have anything going on. There's just nothing happening. And I was like, Oh, sweet. And just, that was it. (laughs) and that was where it ended and so we uh, woke up the next day and and we had thought of things that you know that we were going to do and starting our kitchen cat we're painting our kitchen cabinets yeah that's the the next thing we were yeah right but uh we thought about it and i just never got started and it was something it was like a day where i i don't i don't even know what we did we took the we took the boy to play some deck hockey and then i don't know what happened after that it was just a uh, it was an to I mean, to my shame, I hated that day. <laughs> it was like, you know, and and you know, I had, my wife was just like, "What is going on with you?" I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I feel, I don't feel like myself. And so, yeah, man, I don't know when when it's when it's too much work or too little work. Um, I think both are are negative. So balance is the key. I think that's that's wisdom right there, Brian. Absolutely. Well, I think we'll pretty much close on that. So make sure that we're earning our rest, but that we rest to the glory of God. That's important, Mm -hmm. I think. So I want to thank you all for listening. 
And if you like the show, you know, please leave a written review and make sure to subscribe to the show. And if you have any comments or questions, reach out at info at headofnations.com. If you would like to support the show, then you can go to headofnations.com and click the support tab. And as always, remember, we are the head of our nations. So let's go live like it. Until next time. Thank you.